Welcome to today's program. I'm Pastor Pete Norris from Harvest Fellowship Church, and this is the beauty of grace. And we want to talk with you today in regards to the prayer life of Jesus. You know, so many people don't really understand what prayer is, and they don't understand how prayer works. But so we're going to take a little example today, and and the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, Then he spoke a parable to them that man ought ought always to pray and not to lose heart. So the Bible's very plain that you and I can lose heart when we pray. You know, we pray about something, and some of our prayers are prayed out of selfish motives, and some of our prayers are prayed out of fear and obligation, and, and literally sometimes they're just prayed out of our head. We don't really take the time to listen to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to confirm some things in our spirit. So we're going to do a synoptic study of the Gospels now. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are are synoptic Gospels, and Mark is the only actual of the four Gospels that is in chronological order according to date and time and and how it happened. And you say, well, why don't you have John in there? Because John's not a synoptic gospel. So Matthew and Mark and Luke are some of the gospels that that have a lot of the same things in them. But uh, like I said, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four gospels. But I do want to make a statement right here because, you know, the four gospels is in the New Testament. But if you realize, they really should be under the Old Testament because Jesus hadn't died and resurrected yet. So they were still in the law operating through the law. And so when the, the scribes and the Pharisees were talking to Jesus, they were talking to him through the lips of law. So most people never really understood what Jesus's prayer life looked like. Now, the Bible never tells us exactly what he prays. And we see the Lord's prayer and he, the disciples come to him and said, Lord, how, uh, you know, how do we pray? And he said, you pray like this. But, but if you notice when Jesus began to pray, the Bible said in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and in there he prayed. Now if you notice, he prayed right here. This is before his first preaching tour in Galilee. He had just prayed for the sick. He was praying alone. But if you'll notice something in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, so himself often withdrew into the wilderness and he prayed. Now, it never really tells you what he prayed, but the Bible said he prayed. So we got to ask ourselves a few questions here. Now, what did Jesus pray? So if I was going to estimate and guess what Jesus prayed, I would say he probably prayed the word. But let's go to Matthew 14 and 23. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was alone there. Now look at Mark chapter 6, verse 45 and 46. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side of Bethesda. While he sent the multitudes away, when he sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Look at Luke 6 and 12. Now it came to pass in those days, he went out into the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Now this was the night before he chose the 12 uh, disciples. And, and this was, look at Mark 6 and 46. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. This is right before he had fed the 5,000 people. So we see he begin to pray about certain things. And, and then we get down to the Lord's Prayer and everybody loves that prayer. But while there is not really now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him Lord teach us to pray and as John also taught his disciples so he said to them when you pray say our father our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us all debts or sins as we forget everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from 
the evil one. So he said, this is going to happen. You pray. But the Lord's Prayer, while there is on, there's not an indication in any source, any particular stress of soul on the part of Jesus yet, it is worthwhile to realize that Jesus, that it comes to us drenched in the spirit of Jesus on immediate communion with the Father. So we see him being intimate with the Father in prayer. And then he also prayed for Peter. We can find that in the scripture. He, his prayers at Gethsemane. He prayed on the cross. But it never really tells us what he prayed. So what do you think Jesus' prayers look like? And I think that's why there's such a controversy with people understanding prayer. And I think if we could come to grips with that Jesus and us are one, that when we begin to pray, we just talk to him like we're talking to our husband or our wife or our children. We just allow ourselves to commune with him because he's, he's omnipresent and he's everywhere and he's in us and he's around us and, and he consumes us. So as we begin to pray and talk to him, this is something that I've kind of instigated or orchestrated in my life as a young man is just to begin to spend time with him, talking to him like I'm talking to you. You know, I don't carry with these and thous and them and those. I just spend time talking with him, allowing him to minister and to speak back into my spirit. Um, so we see that it, he prayed about certain things, but it never really tells us what he prayed. And I believe if I had to make a assumption, I would assume by making an assumption that he had prayed the actual Word of God. And I think there's so many times, because when Paul began to pray in Ephesians, he said, Lord, I pray not for the not for the Ephesians to have stuff, but I pray that they be enlightened with what's on the inside of them. And so I think as we begin to pray, we need to pray from the inside out and just begin to learn to have a communion and an intimacy with Jesus. And I think we'll discover that our relationship with Him will become a more intimate more assertive, more intimate with one another, and we'd realize that love would just begin to penetrate our hearts, and that would be the beauty of grace.